All right, today is March 31st, 2020, and in the studios with us today, we have Lynn, say hi. Hello. Tracy, say hi. Hello. And Rebecca. Hey, guys. Who are you with? Neighborhood, Neighborhood Bridges, Bridges Lebanon. <laughs> <laughs> All three of you said it at the same time. So let's get into what you guys do. What is Neighborhood Bridges? Neighborhood Bridges is an online platform that uses social media and uh, our website, neighborhoodbridges.com, to connect people that are in need with people that want to help. Uh, so we help community members in Lebanon, students, families, uh, anyone really that's in need. Uh, and what we do is we post those needs on our Facebook page, uh, Neighborhood Bridges Lebanon and uh, community members step up and uh, help us fill those needs. It sounds like a great service. Uh, um, obviously, I, I hadn't heard about you. I, I had, but I hadn't because the name, but I, I did know about the work. So it's really, it's really cool that you guys are involved in that and you help out in the schools a lot, correct? correct. Tr Tracy or anybody want to speak to that? <laughs> so um, Lynn and I are resource coordinators that are embedded in the school district. Um, we both cover the district of about 5,500 um, students mm -hmm. and their fam families. Um, I've been doing this, this was my third school year. Lynn just started in January. Mm -hmm. So um, we have that connection every day with the students, or at least we did before um, this pandemic. Yes. Right. So Lynn, you're the rookie? Yes. <laughs> to a degree. To a degree. <laughs> I, can't I tell, have, <laughs> I know. I have an experience with, um, I worked for another nonprofit in the, a kinship program. So I had seen this, you know, a lot of families struggle and, mm -hmm. and I worked closely with Tracy um, on trying to find resources. And so that's how we built a relationship was just working together and collaborating. And so this was just a natural fit, um, mm -hmm. not only to, to join Tracy on her team, but also to um, support Neighborhood Bridges Lebanon because that's what a lot of what we've already been doing. Right. Communities are great, obviously, when they come together. And that's what you're trying to do is uh, come together for uh, specific calls. And we'll talk about that calls here in just a minute. Tell us about some of the other projects that you might have gotten involved in where you uh, render assistance. Can you think of one off the top of your head? Um, I'm sure there's many. Yes, there's so many. Um, we had a gentleman, a young man, who um, was growing out of his clothes. It's something. It's some, I mean, I think to me the simplicity of a lot of the asks are what they make the biggest impact because most of us don't think about having a pair of shoes that fit. Most of us don't think about our jeans are too small or too short. We go get a new pair. Well, there's a lot of kiddos who don't have that option. And so they, you know, they fight that battle every day and, and they still show up. And, and I think the thing that I've seen that's, that's been huge is the way that the community and the schools have just embraced everybody and has been so eager to help and so eager to to ask us hey can you help this person and everybody's so excited to jump in and it's just you know like Rebecca said building that bridge it, it's wonderful to see yeah the other thing about the community is there are so many people that really want to help they just don't know where to start so the great thing about Neighborhood Bridges is it really empowers those community members, not only the the people that are in need, um, but the people that really just want to do something. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows you volunteer on a Sunday or you, you know, donate something. It makes you feel good, mm -hmm. makes you feel good, it makes your heart happy. Um, so we're providing those opportunities for the community members that really want to help and have the capabilities 
um, to, to you know, to do big, big, great things or little small things like a new pair of shoes for someone that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford those. Right. We need a pair of shoes. All of a sudden you get 10. Right. Yeah. So I think awareness is big, too. No, I think that that is huge. I think people don't understand. I shouldn't say understand. People don't see maybe what that need is and, and, and those small touches. So I feel like awareness has probably been to me personally um, the biggest positive to come out is, is you can bring that out to the community and say this is real this is real life for some of these kids yeah for adults it's easy to say hey i need help i need help but with kids in school they're not going to say hey yeah can you? exactly and so you have to identify the needs mm -hmm. right but that's why you're in the school once we build those relationships with the students then it becomes easier for them to reach out and you know not just what how can we support you with clothes and shoes but how can we support you emotionally and within your family how can we bring this into the home how can we build that bond within the home do you get a little resistance from like uh, maybe the parents that doesn't understand the role like oh they're just getting in our business yes it's kind of a pride issue absolutely but the way we approach it, it is a game changer because you know we we let them set the pace we let them um, determine what the needs are, what the goals are. And so when you build those relationships, then um, it makes it easier. And then it becomes a welcomed assistance, mm -hmm. not a shameful. And it's empowering because mm -hmm. we let them make the decisions on what they need and what where where we are allowed to be in their home. You, you can leave out the names or whatever. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but have you ever seen a kid where you helped them and then all of a sudden you see them later in school, they're like, they're strutting a little Absolutely. bit Absolutely. We right. just recently yeah. had a situation where um, we were, we kind of went pretty, we wrapped around services for this kiddo and I saw him, um, he ended up getting a bike and he got glasses and I saw him riding down the street and he just looked so proud. It, it was a game changer for him. Yeah. And the really great thing about Neighborhood Bridges and the, the charity organization is that, um, you know, pun intended, we bridge that gap. But it's also easy the way things are set up for us to protect the identity of those in need. So people that wouldn't typically come forward um, feel more comfortable reaching out to us because they know um, yeah, this is just a, a small hand up, like Lynn always says, um, just, a, just a hand up to help you. Um, but it's not something that, you know, we're going to make a really big deal about and, you know, you're embarrassed to come forward. It's, it's not like that. We're going to protect your identity um, and, and, you know, keep you anonymous. And that allows other people uh, who might not ask for help to come for help. It really is about empowering. It is about... Um respect it is about empowering yeah, it is um and dignity mm -hmm. providing dignity to the people that we are helping mm -hmm. yeah now lynn you have a, a background in other things yes and, and when you said that earlier i have raised 14 foster kids through the years nice. and uh, we're adopted parents as well we took care of my father-in-law for about 18 years when he had a debilitating stroke so we're we're very familiar with the care package that comes along with taking on any child with the <clears throat> um, bigger picture with um, you know your organization the name says a lot once you know kind of the mission of it then you usually name something right what do right. we want to accomplish and right. then let's figure out what would be a good name so i think once people understand what you guys are about the name makes a little bit more sense right how did it get started 
how did the how did the actual organization get started? So um, I was the only resource coordinator for the district, and I was one person trying to manage so many families. You know, probably. 5,500 students, so 4,500 families, um, and I was very overwhelmed. I was um, found myself putting out fires. I was dealing with crisis after crisis, and I wasn't able to find the shoes for the kiddo that needed them. I wasn't able to um, help the, the families that needed food exactly. I was um, just trying to make sure that kids were safe because that's number one, right? So um, I was talking to um, a consultant out of Hamilton County ESC, and um, she had mentioned a, this program that was in Sycamore. And um, so she told me about Neighborhood Bridges out of Sycamore, and I ended up in the office of our director of curriculum, Mark Grayler. And he, I said, Mark, I need somebody to build this website for me. And he said, well, why can't we just use the one that's already there? I don't know anything about technology. So um, <laughs> within two days, Mark and I were meeting with um, Rick Bannister, who's the CEO and the founder of Neighborhood Bridges out of Westerville mm -hmm. up in Columbus. So um, we just ran with it. We created a steering committee and here we are. That's awesome. These, I know you guys can't see this, but these ladies are just smiling so big they're passionate about what they're doing so i'm snapping pictures as they're talking and <laughs> calls yeah. not distracting up. at all but, uh, yeah. no. you guys are doing great with the interview yeah definitely huge 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 shout out to everyone in lebanon um we uh like tracy said neighborhood bridges was originally started in westerville ohio um and we just launched in lebanon and uh, we started, you know, like she said, we started the website and then we launched our Facebook page, Neighborhood Bridges Lebanon, shout out, follow us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and within the first week, I think it was, we had 800 followers on Facebook. Um, so, and I mean, we're posting needs like students who need maybe $30 to have their school fees paid. And within 12 to 24 hours, we have you know, so many responses that were saying, okay, this need is filled, this need is filled, we'll, you know, we'll direct you to the next need. Uh, so the Lebanon community is, it's just, it's overwhelming, it's amazing. Now, are you a nonprofit? Yes. So all the donations, if they get a hold of you, we'll have the links and all that stuff, but let's say a parent identifies a need, can they come to you and say, hey, look, this is a need that I found out in my own community? Yes. We're, there, there are three um, area directors, which is the three of us. We also have advocates in every school, which could be the counselor, the principals. Um, some of the nurses are advocates. So if there is a need, um, they can reach out to the three of us or any of the advocates, which we can post a link. It's in our press release, so we can post a link to that as well. Are you concentrating specifically on an age group? No. Okay, so Any need within the district, it can be somebody who is elderly with no student. We, there's no limits there. So somebody needs their house fixed up because it's debilitated or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just the maintenance needs that you can obviously help. Definitely. Bring people around that. But then also you, with the coronavirus, let's mm -hmm. talk about that. How are you guys helping with that? Yeah. Um, recently, um, just within the last uh, 24, 48 hours, uh, we had a um, ICU nurse reach out to us. Um, and as many of you know, um, with the coronavirus, it's really contagious. So 
the staff, the nurses, the doctors, the people that are taking care of these patients that have tested positive for the coronavirus um, are wearing layers of protective equipment. Um, so typically when a nurse is in a room and they need help, they'll press the um, hospital call light system, which will call out to the nursing staff and say, hey, I need help. Uh, but when you have a N95 mask on and a face shield and you know all of these other PPE uh, equipment, um, they have found that the traditional call light system isn't working. Uh, so the options are they either touch their face and remove that mask, which potentially contaminates them, or uh, they run out into the hallway and say, hey, I need help, which could potentially you know, contaminate someone in the hallway. Uh, so someone found out that if you use a baby monitor and put one of part of the baby monitor in the uh, patient room and one in the nurse's station, you can hear. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that nurse reached out to us and said, can you help us find some baby monitors, whether they're new, whether they're used, um, we are in desperate need. Uh, so what we did is we actually partnered with Neighborhood Bridges in Sycamore, um, and the two of us started to collaborate to get baby monitors. And um, like I said, the Lebanon, the Sycamore uh, community stepped up in a huge way. Uh, and in 48 hours from posting this need for baby monitors, we have 50 baby monitors donated. Oh, that's good. So we have so many baby monitors donated that we were actually able to fill one entire coronavirus hospital, which is Bethesda North Hospital, and a second coronavirus hospital in Ohio, which is Good Sam Hospital. Mm -hmm. So these two hospitals are being hit hard with the coronavirus patients. Um, and the community just is amazing and stepped up and helped fill these needs for, for baby monitors to protect the health and safety of not only the patients, um, but to keep the staff, the nurses, the doctors, the people that are putting in these 12-hour shifts mm -hmm. um, to keep them safe and healthy as well. And hats off to all of our healthcare workers, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. job. Someone, They're heroes, real heroes. Yeah, someone advocated that uh, at the end of this, maybe their student loans can be forgiven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Right. No yes. kidding. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think, they, I think they've uh, definitely earned that. Yes. Sure. I think that we are also um, supporting this as kids are not at school and the kids that are on free and reduced lunch are not getting that support. So Lynn and I um, are working with the school district to um, coordinate the food drives and the which, food distributions. Which given away over 10,000. Mm -hmm. We have, yes. yes. Yeah. So it's every Tuesday at Barry Intermediate from 4 to 5.30. Which will be today. And yes, today. today, yes. Uh, we are also, Neighborhood Bridges is also supporting our drive to, um, we want to get um, newer used books and um, board games to distribute as well to keep kids busy. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking to expand that maybe in the next few weeks. Um, but so we are also supporting in that way, yeah. supporting the community to keep kids busy and to give parents <laughs> a little break. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go play Monopoly. Yeah. Not that my kids need it. I just want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas coming early. Yep. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. So how do you guys get, uh, besides the community support, is there any uh, funding available for you guys? Is there any resources that you can say, okay, the community hasn't stepped out? you know for one reason or another which i don't think ever happens right never but, not but, in lebanon but is there a 
you know, a resource that you go to? Do you have a, a group of volunteers that say, hey, look, if something falls short, let me know. I'd like to give a big shout out to um, the Elks Lodge here in Lebanon. Um, they have supplied a hygiene closet that we use on a weekly basis. Um, so if anybody needs shampoo, conditioner, body wash, laundry detergent, anything like that, they keep that stocked. They are also more than willing to um, collect money for us and let us use um, the facility because it's closed now to um, store food um, for food donations. We are anticipating that we might have to lean on the, that um, resource a little bit more as the weeks go on, mm -hmm. but they are always willing to step up for us. Yeah, yeah, and um, with the food delivery, um, like they said, Lynn and Tracy, they're um, doing food distribution twice a week. Um, and originally we had planned on only doing this for three weeks and now um, the governor has extended it through May 1st and uh, you know just not not knowing so many things right now the, the way this pandemic is kind of unfolding um, we have planned to provide these meals through August um, so we do have uh, neighborhoodbridges.com uh, we do have the ability to accept um, donations online um, money monetary donations online um, so we don't we don't typically store donations because you know if little Johnny needs you know six-year-old little Johnny needs a new pair of shoes we typically reach out to the community and say hey we have someone with a need and that community member steps up purchases the pair of shoes gives it to us and then we go and take those those shoes to little Johnny uh, so there's no storage involved um, just talking about the community and, and things like that and I I like to come back and kind of revisit on this on this side of the community like the Y has stepped in mm -hmm. their drop-off location um, a lot of the faith-based you know the churches and whatnot have stepped in definitely and what that does is create back to what Trace said with relations with the families and the kids we're also building relationships on the other side of that with the local you know businesses and the churches and so I just think it's a great opportunity when we collaborate we build those relationships on that side of it too then if you do come into a situation where you say we can't get this need filled then somebody's like hey wait a minute let's let's work together so we're building on both sides of that bridge mm -hmm. and so that just strengthens the bridge in between so yeah. i think that that's a really good a good part of that that you know people a lot of times focus on that family piece which is wonderful but there's also the other side of that where we've got these wonderful community members and and businesses that are saying hey let's work together and then it, they get excited mm -hmm. to not only build the relationship but build the resource mm -hmm. because in my previous job i had such a hard time finding resources and i'm in this and i found through the, all these relationships and these people who want to help and maybe i've got this piece of the puzzle and this person is this piece of the puzzle and then everybody starts chiming in and all of a sudden you've got a great resource mm -hmm. so that's another piece yeah replenishing uh so when you're talking about the elks i'm thinking well who restocks them right once you you know it's great mm -hmm. that they open their doors in their pantries and whatever but eventually you know they they have to get supplies too so how does how does that happen they just put a call out to the membership and say hey the hygiene closet is low on um lice kits or brushes or what whatnot and within they with are so amazing that within a day i have what i need that's great yes so in reference to future needs uh they can contact you obviously and uh let you know about needs that uh, they see uh they can also contact you about needs they personally have too I correct yes. Yes. yes and uh, you'll do your best to obviously bridge the gap so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, also um if you visit our website, neighborhoodbridges.com, 
um, whether you're someone who has a need or whether you're someone who would like to help donate, uh, you can subscribe to our website. Uh, we send out um, emails when we do have needs that need to be filled at 10 a.m. So it's only one email. We're not going to you know, spam your inbox or anything like that. Um, but we send out um, one email at 10 a.m. and say these are the needs that we have. So if you're someone that's interested in donating and uh, if you or someone you know um, is in need of assistance and maybe, you know, you're not in the school system, uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, Neighborhood Bridges Lebanon, uh, and just shoot us a message um, on Facebook and that'll get to one of the three of us. Well, that's neat. So you're not just exclusively Lebanon. You can help anybody. So if they have a cousin in another school district or a family member in another school district, you can help. Now, what about parents that might have transportation issues like car broke down and stuff? Do you guys partner with people like that that you can maybe help them or at least give them a discount or how does that work? Uh, do you see <laughs> everybody's pointing to the rookie? Rookie, <laughs> <laughs> answer the question. No, you do it. <laughs> well, I think that again, we just go back to, you know, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. Who do we know? Mm -hmm. And if we don't know anybody, then we just start, you know, throwing it out, out there. there. And and the more you know, well, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. And then next thing you know, we've got a resource created. And that's kind of what what I was talking about prior to that is. And there's all there's varying levels. Yeah. Of, you know, I don't have any kind of car. My car is broken. My car, you know what I mean? So yeah. it kind of, we, we can show up on any level. Yeah, no need is too big or too small. Um, from, like I said, Little Johnny's new shoes or uh, actually in Westerville, um, the, the place where it originally started, uh, they had a single mom with four kids who needed a car. Uh, so they said, you know, what the heck? Well, let, let's try. Let's give it a shot. And uh, reached out to the community in Westerville. And they, um, you know, through their donors, were able to get her a vehicle. So no need is too small. Um, reach out. Let's let's see what we can do together. Well, it sounds like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it sounds like the more needs that avail themselves, the better you get connected yes. with different things. So throw a need out that we haven't heard of. We'll yes, figure it out, yes. right? Give us a challenge. Yeah. Let's, let's and we like to see this. how quick we can fill them, too. We're like, oh, we got that done in like six minutes. So yeah, yeah. We have like a tally in, in the office, and we're like, okay. So it gets, we get excited about it, and, and so, yeah. Remember yeah. the old uh, telethons? Yeah, oh, Jerry yeah. Lewis yeah. That's what we need. They needed telethon. you guys. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And the same, I mean, the same competition goes on with our donors. So we post these needs on Facebook. Like I said, the 10 a.m. email goes out, but typically we don't even make it to the 10 a.m email because yeah. we'll post the need at like maybe 8 a.m. on Facebook and our donors are like oh I want to fill this I want to fill yeah. this so they're you know jumping at the need and you know by 9 10 a.m. the needs are already filled so you know we're like well we don't have that email for today because the needs are filled right but that doesn't let you off the hook listeners you still need to yes, respond because <laughs> if there's one need there's two needs absolutely just because somebody doesn't identify now doesn't mean that you might not need it in the future so I would imagine like if, you know, even if the need is fulfilled you have this waiting list of people that would like to fill that same need correct? oh yeah yes yes definitely just a footnote on people outside of the district um in going back to the idea of building community there are 13 i believe resource coordinators in warren county that lynn and i work uh, tightly with so if there is a need outside of the district we can 
easily speak to the resource coordinator in the district that they're in. So we've got that network to support neighborhood bridges as well. And I know of several local schools that have spoken to Rick about um, starting neighborhood bridges in their school district. So this is just a drop in the bucket and there are much bigger things to come. Now are you guys all volunteers? How does that work? Yes, we are all volunteers well, for neighborhood bridges. Correct. Okay. But so it is also part of our job responsibilities. Right, at the school. As yes. a school resource coordinator. Yeah, correct. so if somebody would like to start this in their own community is what I was getting at. Is that something that they can uh, approach you guys Absolutely. About yeah. say, Definitely. Hey, I would like to do that. Yeah, you don't have to be a school em employee or anything like that to start Neighborhood Bridges. Neighborhood Bridges is actually not affiliated with any particular school district. They just work closely with the school district. I got you. So, like myself, I'm not a school employee. I'm just a mom and a volunteer um, with Neighborhood Bridges, but these two ladies work for the school district and volunteer for Neighborhood Bridges, so they're extra amazing. Double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, I appreciate you stopping in. Do you want to leave the listeners with any last bit of information? Just a huge shout out. Thank you for the support and helping us make this a hugely successful initiative in our community. Yeah, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Neighborhood Bridges Lebanon. Anything? No? She's like, no, I'm done. That was like All the perfect right. finish. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> da -dun -dun. All right, folks, you've been listening to Let's Talk with our guest with a Neighborhood Bridges, Lynn, Tracy, and Rebecca. We thank you for stopping in the studios. You're welcome to come back and talk about any needs futuristically and or some of the success stories. People need to hear also how they uh, have impacted. Yeah, great. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you.